Here we go, folks. Welcome to Jetcetra, the Winnipeg Free Press podcast about the Jets, sports, and etc. I'm your host, sports editor Steve Lines, and I'm joined as usual by sports columnist Mike McIntyre. Hello, Mike. You're looking very vacation-like. I am. Yeah, I got the rocking the rocking the shorts and uh, the golf shirt. Got the my skin is like I don't know flaking. about the black socks with the shorts. I know my wife tells me that is a major fashion faux pas. Uh, I don't know. You got the black shorts with the black runners, so. Yeah, it kind of works. A lot of people actually go sock less, like no socks. I don't know about that. Runners? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. No, I don't do that. I should have gone sockless the other day. Mike has come in on his vacation to record (laughs) episode 68, the Larry Butler episode. You did find it. So we were talking, you you were going to find a player. I didn't find it. My friend, Ken Mighton, who will be listening to this, my high school buddy, uh, we were huge sports buddies back in our high school days he lives in outside melbourne australia oh and he sent me this information in a facebook message this week if because i was looking for episode 68 larry butler was the 1981 most outstanding offensive lineman played for the blue bombers number 68 thanks ken appreciate (laughs) your help did they retire the number after Larry Butler? I or? don't know. Nah, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to googly that. But Most I, famous sixty-eight in hockey would be what? Yarimer Yager. Oh yeah, for sure. Is there another one? I don't think so. Um, I, I don't like the numbers like that in hockey. Like the high numbers? Nah. Yeah, it's sixty-eight. What's that? Like what? Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's it, an offensive lineman it's, number. It's a training camp number. It's for sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> Yager got by the training camp. Right. So anyways, today we're going to chat about the Jets' Louis Vuitton Day, <laughs> known as Garbage Bag Day in other lesser uh, leagues where you make less money. Uh, the NHL's Final Four are playing now. Uh, Mike, the CFL is showing signs of life. Speaking of Larry Butler. The Blue Jays' bullpen is not... Ugh. Chat a little bit about golf, and uh, of course, hey, you're on holidays. Let's talk about holidays. I got a week coming up. Yours is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I've made the most of mine. We're only halfway into it, and uh, I've done a lot of things, which I'll talk about how the enhanced freedoms in Manitoba. I've actually taken advantage of a bunch of things this week. Oh, so okay. I'll, well, we'll I'll look forward that. to chatting yeah. about that in our one of our periods or in the overtime. overtime probably. Is that where we'll do it? I should set the timer here. Okay, Mike, I was making fun of uh, Garbage Bag Day. Uh, for those folks who are listening, Garbage Bag Day is when professional sports teams uh, clean out their lockers and they throw all their underwear and jock straps, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> and whatever else they have in their lockers right. into big green garbage bags, and then they head out of town. And uh, Probably used to be liquor bottles and cigarettes uh, back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. Now it's like protein shakes and supplements well i don't think i don't know i've never i haven't been inside of a a winnipeg jets a garbage bag day but uh, i did make fun of it not fun i just had a little fun with it in our in my newsletter that perhaps they would call it louis vuitton day since um nhl players could probably afford something more than a glad garbage bag um, have, have you ever been inside the locker room? I have, yeah. And they, I've seen garbage bags. They use garbage they bags? They do use yeah. garbage bags. I'm more yeah. familiar with the Bombers Garbage Bag Day. Right. And uh, they definitely, I don't even think they used Glad. It would have been a, like a no-name <laughs> green bag. <laughs> like dollar store ones that I think rip? Cal Murphy had a, like I got a, had a deal with some local <laughs> distributor. <laughs> you get a sponsorship there. <laughs> 
Cowboys frugal. Yes. Well, <laughs> got to watch those costs in the CFL. <laughs> yeah. So how did it go? Like, what do you think, Mike? They oh. had the, everybody said a lot of different things. Um, yeah, I mean, it was the usual assortment of <laughs> selling hope for the next year. And I there's mean, always next year, Mike. Mark Shifley Until was. There isn't. Yeah, Mark Shifley's uh, garbage bag day was interesting, and I think it got a lot of headlines because, of course, he missed the rest of the series against Montreal and. Anybody expecting maybe some contrition from Mark Shifley would have been left disappointed, Steve. There wasn't really any of that. In fact, he came out kind of guns a-blazing at the NHL. Um, you know, the, the the I was trying to shut down, or Philip Deneau was was trying to shut me down, and instead it was the department, of, quote, department, the way, of, department of Player <laughs> Safety that shut me down. It was bad grammar. Uh, we so, could have fixed it in the quote, maybe. I guess, but I sometimes know. you almost just want to let it speak for itself, guess, right? Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't very happy with us media folks, Steve. Uh, Who it was, is, Mike? It was actually my question that kind of got Mark. Uh, yeah, because I asked him, um, I asked him about his relationship with Paul Maurice because, of course, earlier in the year, Mark Shifley kind of was, was angry when he got benched. So, I mean, there's lots of speculation about Paul Maurice's job. And I asked Mark about... Um, you know, his faith in Paul Maurice. And for some reason, he used that as as a launching point to go after the media and say, you guys counted us out from day one. I don't know who you guys was referring to. I mean, well, a lot of people did. Yeah, you and I had them. He, I yeah, had them second, folks. I had them fourth. So, <laughs> I mean, if that's counting them out from day one, I had them as a playoff no, team. No, but a lot of people A lot did. of people did. A lot didn't. of people did, Mike. For there sure. There was a lot of doubters about this team at the beginning of the year, for sure, yeah. Now, more recently. And recent- they've used that. They've used it. I, I, I don't mind when I see teams use the us against them yeah. strategy or whatever. And the Jets... I mean, they're from they're the Winnipeg Jets. I think just being from Winnipeg, you have to kind of use that as right. motivation or whatever, right? Just in life general, I think we do that. But I, I think when you take it to an extreme like that, it it rings hollow. Well, it does. And you know, more recent, did anybody count the Jets out against Montreal? I think almost no. everybody picked them to win that they series. Did. So if if you're going by that, um, it rang a little hollow. I mean, yeah. Ke- Kevin Shovel Day off. I don't know. He didn't say a whole lot, Steve. Uh, we don't expect him to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he is the brother. If you're expecting Kevin Chevaldeoff no. to give you some sort of like inside scoop on something, period, right? Then you're wrong. There was <laughs> very little by way of of details for the summer plan, and the Jets are going to have a very busy summer. They have a ton of their own unrestricted free agents, and you know we tried to get answers, you know, on on specific guys, Paul Stasny, Matthew Pro. Would they look at resigning? Of course, no answers there. They also have their own RFAs, Neil Pionk, Andrew Kopp. Those guys are probably going to get significant raises. Uh, and then there's the ever-present issue of the Winnipeg Jets blue line and what might they do? Uh, is this the summer that Kevin Chevaldeoff takes a big swing? There are some names out there, Steve. Uh, Seth Jones, who I think you and I had talked about before. You don't think Seth Jones would be interested in I, signing I, I, here. So Dougie Hamilton, et cetera, et cetera. So th- this is a thing that, you know, I'm going to say this again, Mike. I continue to hear not only from our readers and people who send me emails saying that Kevin Chevaldeoff failed at the trade deadline to go out and get a top defenseman. Right. And he has continued to fail at this. The reality, this is the reality, folks. Yeah. I'm sorry. There, if, you, if you're a top defenseman and a free agent in the National Hockey League, you are not coming to Winnipeg. It's not 
happening. Right. The period. Jets had the Jets had zero shot at Alex Petrangelo last None. summer. Vegas, all they had to do is fly him into Vegas, which they did. <laughs> they wooed him. They probably took him to a really fancy steakhouse. They showed him around. Well, the tax implications too, for there, sure. Mike. I mean, come on. So, I mean, everybody is playing by the You've same salary too, right? cap. I have, yeah, yeah. I love Vegas. Uh, I have. <laughs> if uh, I were going to trade you to Vegas, like, I would, would you balk at that? I Mike? would take. You'd have to throw something in. <laughs> I'm going to trade you there for Gary Lawless. Yeah. <laughs> some, some fans might like that. Um, I don't think Gary would would want that move I don't think at this Gary's point. Interested. No. no, I don't know, but I doubt he, it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, everybody's playing by the same salary cap but for sure it's and we not they're not playing by the same rules right so we've they're seen not, it it's not. it's funny if we get a tampa vegas stanley cup final we'll talk in period two about the final four but if it's tampa versus vegas those are probably two of the biggest free agent recruiting and tax friendly yeah. markets right yeah. not to mention climate and everything else yeah, that so they have going surprisingly for them. they're in the final four regularly yeah. yeah so i mean the if you're the jets um for sure you could I guess go after a player who doesn't have a say in where they go, like yeah. a trade. And yep. if if you're if there's not a no trade list, but for sure when it comes to recruiting a free agent, and Dougie Hamilton's going to be a UFA, so presumably he could pick any of the 31 other teams he wants to sign Is with. There 32 teams now. Well, there will be come oh. Seattle in the fall, right? Oh. So maybe he wants to go I've to the Kraken. It. Yeah. Uh, but Kraken. yeah, I mean, you'd think that the Jets. For sure. Listen, they've got some guys coming. Their defense, so Logan Stanley, potentially. He was a first-round draft pick. Maybe he'll develop into a – maybe he'll be the next Zdeno Chara. I have no idea. We'll see, right, right, how well he develops, right? They have Dylan Sandberg coming. They have Vili Hanala coming. They have Neil Pionk. They have Josh Morrissey. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Dylan like, DeMello. What did you think of Paul Maurice Dylan saying – Dylan DeMello, yeah. What did you yeah. think of Paul Maurice the other day right. saying, we've never slow-played a player here in my tenure? He what said, does that mean? Well, he said, we've never – We've never held a kid down. We've we've developed them exactly as we we've never slow played someone. That is so. It was in re- reference to Billy Hanelan, the question of why didn't he get in the lineup more. Paul Maurice oh, said see, we've yeah. never slow played a guy here. Well, that's their approach. They have a certain, I guess, in in their mind, right. they would have a certain draft and development plan, and it might not their trajectory might not be the same as what we or people yeah. in the media or et cetera, et cetera, believe it should be. But I would suggest playing I, I Jordy totally... Ben over Vili Hainala might be considered slow playing Vili Hainala, but Paul Maybe. Maurice has a different He's definition. He's 19 though, right? You know I mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah, he is. And I mean, the way more upside, of course, than a guy you kind of know what Jordy Ben is. And, and so that was. They didn't lose because Jordy Ben was. They did not. Lineup, Jordy no. Ben did not score on their own goal. No, and they didn't lose because Villa Hanella was no. not in the lineup. They lost. I mean, one of the reasons they lost because Mark Scheifele wasn't in the lineup because he took himself them, out of the lineup. Correct the Mundo. So, and Mike. that wasn't uh, the media's and fault. The rippling effects For that sure. that decision had on the team, period. Um, it, it halted momentum. In such a way that it was huge. For right? sure. You know I mean? And you're reminded, I mean, we've talked about this. The the NHL is not the NBA where one or two star players can win you. Just ask the Edmonton Oilers. But if your best players either don't show up or aren't in the lineup, it becomes so much harder to win. And we were reminded that uh, again with the Winnipeg Jets this year. <laughs> All right, folks, we're back for the second period of our Jet Cetera podcast. I'm going to call it Omaha here, Mike. Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. Hut, hut. hut. that's enough hockey for the day. Um, 
what it's football more? weather. It's football. You know, it's huge news this week for the Canadian Football League. We have not seen the Canadian Football League uh, a game. 14 years. 14 years. <laughs> Here's a funny story. I used that joke, the 14 years joke, in my newsletter I the saw other it, day. And I laughed. Somebody edited it. And put in 14 months. Come on. They did. They're not in on the joke, Steve. Apparently not. So anyways. <laughs> I mean, it. well, I guess it's been like 15 months now. But they probably yes. thought this must be what Steve means. They must be what, no, no. So yeah, <laughs> anyway. So um, yeah, so it's been a while since we've seen the Canadian Football League game. And so uh, the they announced this week that they're going to start the season. Uh, teams are going to report the training camp starting July 10th. And the season will get underway August 5th. That's a Thursday, not a Friday, as I said in my newsletter this morning. Sorry about that. Someone should have edited that. (laughs) Exactly. Like, hello, uh, 14 (laughs) months ago. Um, and uh, Great Cup uh, rematch. Great Cup rematch between the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers here at Investors Group Field. You know, it's uh, funny, Steve. I was on the field, of course, for that Great Cup game. Yeah, right. And what yeah, is right? You were. You were there. I was there. Like I got covered in confetti. I was. I was there when the final gun went because I was down at field level and rushed onto the field in the chaotic aftermath. And I mean, that was a crazy scene. And I. It does seem like an entire lifetime God, ago. Hey, yeah. It does. Like I, I think back to that, and some of the memories are very vivid of that night because it was so. I've never covered a Grey Cup final where the Bombers won and yeah, broke I a drop. I remember my first Grey Cup. I'll always remember. Yeah, my it first was Grey memorable Cup, yeah. for sure. But I the never th- won that game. By the way, Dave Ridgway kicked the winning field goal. Nice. <laughs> but I never thought walking off the field that night. I mean, I remember thinking, "Man, that was fun. Let's yeah. do this again soon." Right. But I never thought that. My God, right, that we still wouldn't be another football. That was the last football game in the country. That was incredible. Uh, So, yeah, it'll be, uh, it's nice that finally some hope. And the the idea isn't just that they've released a schedule and a plan, but the the idea is they're going to have fans in the stadium. We don't know how many. The the CFL is Canadiana for sure at its, at its, it's ultimate in in some ways for me anyways, I believe that. So it's, and and it's, it's interesting how the, the country will be opening it up. And the CFL is will kind of go along with that or whatever. Right. So it's like seeing the CFL back on uh, back in action. And, and let's not it hasn't happened yet. But right. We're going to presume that it's going to happen. It, to me, will represent that that we've come through it. Absolutely, you know I mean? yeah. it'll be a celebration yeah. of not just think? not just football in Canadiana, yeah. but of life. Yeah. And yeah. for sure, and yeah. what we've lost and what we yeah. left behind. Yeah. No, I agree. And you know, I hope folks get out and support it because of that. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure there will be people who, even if they're double dosed or whatever, may be hesitant. And there may be people. I mean, not that the CFL is an expensive product, but there might be people that choose to use their disposal income elsewhere. But I suspect the overwhelming majority of sports fans will. People have been looking for ways to spend their money. For Mike. sure, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and the idea of being able to get out and and celebrate. And in the case of the Bombers, they, they have even more to celebrate than every other Canadian football. They have a championship to celebrate that they've never got to properly you know, in front of their fans, like they've not been There's able. some speculation of how they're going to do that. They might not even do it this year, mm. it, it, like raise the championship banner because. They want 30,000 plus well, there. They and, want a, a fair amount of number anyways, yeah. right, to, to celebrate that. And so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see how the league will be um, received. 
Um, I think that, uh, you know, some people maybe have moved on from it, right? Do you know what I mean? Other people have, are going to be ecstatic. Yeah. Maybe some people who had been kind of like lukewarm about it will then now get reinvigorated and excited about it. Maybe there'll be some new people that are just like, you know, they want to get out and celebrate the fact that you can do anything. Right. Um, and, and they'll want to go to a game and or they'll be interested in the game. I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm curious to see how it's 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 going to be accepted. Yeah, and the, yeah. the on-field product. I mean, to go basically two years between seasons, and we know the CFL is a league where there's a lot of turnover, right? So teams are going to look a lot different than they maybe did the last time we saw. Yeah. I don't know what kind of count, like how many returning players the Bombers are going to well, have. I, I was talking with Jeff Hamilton about that just this morning. Mike asked, you know, we were. I was asked him, I gave him an idea for a story today. Is is, is like, what will the Bombers team look like right. when it returns? How much? How many of those players from the fourteen years ago? Yeah, are we even going to recognize these guys? Or are you going right. to need a program? Right. So I, I think there'd be, and, and 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 the other thing is like, how will it be for players? I mean. Uh, returning to a game that you haven't played for that yeah. for that long of time. Do you know what I mean? I imagine that Zach Kolaris still knows how to throw a football, right? right? Hasn't I mean? lost that skill. It won't be like me returning to golf at some point <laughs> and not remembering how to hit a draw, right? right. Do you know what I mean? Like I might, I might take a couple swings, but so I, it sounds like that's why they're going to have a little bit of a longer training. They are, which well. July tenth. Yeah. So that's going to be yeah, the, that's so that's which is good for us in the uh, in the journalism biz because we get lots of content to the content machine, right? Happy to have them back for yeah. sure. Uh, and yeah, I mean the timing is is terrific, as you say, not just the sport part of it, uh, but the bigger message I think that gets sent. And you know, every day it seems there's a there's another little reason for optimism. I just got my second vaccination last night, and I must admit, I walked out of the convention center um, feeling an extra little bit of hope, thinking, man, this is going to open doors potentially. You know, we can travel across the, the U.S. border here in the very near future without vaccination. I could, as soon as I hit my two weeks, you could go anywhere in Canada once you're double dosed, and presumably it might let you into things like football games without the same yeah, concerns. They haven't, really, they haven't really released any kind of detail right. on what it's going to look like to go to a game. That that there's there's not a there's that's not a league decision, no. folks. That's going to be each individual pr province and market will you know might even be different, right? As to how many people will go to a game for in sure. Montreal as opposed to how many games will go in Winnipeg, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, and and for people who don't maybe understand why that's the case, I point you to the NHL, specifically the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Montreal Canadiens, the lone Canadian team still alive, uh, they had twenty five hundred fans in round two against the Jets, and there was zero vaccination requirement. They don't ask you your vaccination status. Uh, they've now got permission, Steve, this weekend in Montreal, they're going to have 3,500 fans. So they've now allowed to increase by a thousand. Of course, here in Winnipeg, the only permission we got uh, was for 500 fully vaccinated frontline workers and families of players and staff. So you're right, different rules in different markets. Um, so it'll be interesting to see a place like Montreal, for example, which seems to be kind of leading the way. If, if hockey's any indication and public health orders, like, I wonder what kind of capacity, what's the stadium in Montreal called? Um, used to be Olympic Stadium. I don't know what no, it's called. They play oh, like McGill? McGill, right? McGill. Yeah, yeah. So curious to see, and they don't have to get the number now. They still have a right. month and a half. Still a month away, yeah. But month it will be half, interesting yeah. to see what kind of capacity, 
and how it differs from province to province. We know here in Manitoba, they have released kind of a three-point reopening plan based on certain targets, right? And the Bombers home opener would come right after the second, second target, which is yeah. the August so long. So that would be a 50%, is that what right. you said, right? Yeah. So does that mean potentially 15,000 at IG Field? Yeah, maybe. May, that's the hope, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, but as you say, we don't know what that means. Vaccination. The bottom line is there's uh, there's reason to be optimism uh, optimistic, and uh, it's good to have some football back to talk about. Hi, folks. We're back for the third period of our Jet Setra podcast. Mike, I'm just going to look at a text that I got from you last night. <laughs> it was about um, the Blue Jays. It was about the Blue Jays. You said, "I regret to inform you, the Jays bullpen is at it again." From five to two to five to five, and in a heap of trouble in the seventh, and then a follow-up text about twenty minutes later says, "And predictably, they are now losing, just brutal." Yes, Mike, the Blue Jays bullpen is brutal. They, I, I I've lost count of how Ugh. many games they've blown here. They'd or be in first place surrendered. if they had even an average so. bullpen. Do you have the text from Monday night? Because I think that was funnier. You sent me. Just so folks know, I was golfing on Monday. I'm on holidays this week, and I was out at. Yeah, he o- sent me a picture of his of this near <laughs> hole in one that was two feet away from and the. Steve cup. burst my bubble. Well, like, and then you have a, a two foot putter. Yeah, he's got a, he's got the putter. It's the length For of scale. a putter away. Like, I told him it was two feet from, and he's like, "Your putter's only two, two feet." feet? Yeah. I said, "Okay, maybe it's two and a half feet." <laughs> but anyways, so I was driving back from Oakwood on four, Monday night. Four feet, folks. And uh, I had my I was using my Apple CarPlay off my phone. And I was listening to the first period of Vegas, Montreal, but I had been flipping between the Jays game and Steve texts me. It shows up on my Apple CarPlay that Steve says, Vladdy just tied the game with a home run in the ninth because it was one nothing uh, yep. against Boston. And so I flipped over and then I texted Steve back. I dictated. So folks, don't worry. I wasn't texting while I was driving. But I, I noted that when it went to the bottom of the ninth, that Rafael Dolis was coming into pitch. And I said to Steve, well, Dolis is in the game now. I would have more confidence if you were on the mound, is what I yeah, said I've to never Steve. I've a pitch in my life. Right? right. And predict, and then again, predictably, Dolis blew it. Yeah, they I lost. I don't, know what the, I don't know what the deal. I, I think that. I can't understand. I mean, they must have thought they had some decent arms. It's not like, and it's not like sometimes the bullpen will go to uh, SHIT. Right. Because uh, the starters are not giving right. you the Right, they're innings, so worn right? down. Or I mean, but that's, that's not, not the been the case. Here. Their the, starters have been really good. Yeah, they've, they've, they've and, 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 and back to Guerrero, man, they're wasting this year. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's Guerrero's numbers as, as of this morning. He's got 80 hits, 22 home runs, batting average of 345. With 56 RBIs, 50 runs, uh, oh my God, he's having a season that's you know just uh, like no other uh, a season for the ages. It potentially is. Here, he's Mike, leading yeah. and uh, Bo Bichette too, and Bichette. And, and Teoscar Hernandez, and as well. Marcus Semyon. Yeah, like yeah. they right, they, and they don't even have George Springer and Randall Grichuk. They're leading like the MLB in so many offensive categories, and they're barely 500. Uh, because they have a bullpen that can't get any out. So they I, have I, a couple injuries. Ryan Barucki's been hurt, and he's a guy that would have been a, a valuable guess. piece. Yeah, yeah. What I don't get, Steve, is they have two pitchers right now that were supposed to be kind of starters in um, Nate Pearson and Thomas Hatch, 
who are both seen as guys. Nate Pearson is a really highly touted prospect. They're both at AAA, and apparently they're stretching them out to be starters. But the Jays, their starters aren't the issue. And Charlie Montoya continues to be asked, why aren't you bringing Pearson and Hatch up potentially as bullpen guys? You need help in the bullpen. Nate Pearson can throw like 102 wouldn't he be a good bolt even in the short term, like a guy? Well, he can't, he can't get it over the plate, and he can't stay healthy. Right, so it's hard to say. Yeah. But I mean, at this point, you, you got to think that you want to try something else. And they said, no, those guys are starters, and we're grooming them to be starters. So it's just Groundhog Day, and they continue to to you know throw away winnable games. And so it's a long season. They still got what almost 100 games left like they just passed the 62 mark exactly so and the other thing we're both Jays fans so the Jays have had one of the toughest schedules in MLB in terms of strength of opponent their schedule is about to get way easier um like they haven't even played Baltimore once Steve I think they've played the Yankees in Boston like a thousand times so Baltimore's in Tampa Baltimore's terrible and the Jays start a series with Baltimore I think tomorrow or Friday or Thursday Friday, uh, and then they'll play Baltimore like 20 times in the last 90 games of the season. So the schedule is going to get easier. They're getting Springer back. He started to rehab it, maybe, until he gets hurt again. But my God, if they could just figure out the bullpen. Yeah, I need to pitch a little bit. You need to close those games. So uh, also this also this week in sports, Mike, I'm just totally switching gears there for you. Um, the U.S. Open is this week, one of my favorite. Oh, yes. Uh, one of my favorite. I, I know everybody loves the Masters. Um and I do too, but I've always been a big fan of the U.S. Me Open. Too. Um, I just I like the I like that it's on different courses. I like that it's generally a bit of a, more of a grind and not a. Uh, the Masters is beautiful. The U.S. Open is more of a grind. Yeah, um, I kind of like that a little bit. This year's U.S. Open is at one of my favorite golf courses, Torrey Pines. Uh, outside San Diego, I which I got to play in my did life. I did yeah Ooh. yeah. Do you remember um, what you shot? Um, ninety something okay. or whatever. But I remember did you play I, from the blues. No, <laughs> I don't remember. Um, no, I don't think so. No, okay. probably the whites. Yeah. So played with uh, my ex wife and I were there and we played and then we played with this this uh, elderly guy and his son. And so we played the round or whatever. It was beautiful. Like just mm-hmm. you know, one of the, it was one of the first great courses that I'd ever played. I got to play some other great courses after that. But at the end of the round, I'll never for- forget this. We were all just so ecstatic that we'd played this round of yeah. golf at Torrey Pines. We hugged oh. on the 18th green. <laughs> like a great, it was a group you hug. You hugged two strangers. Well, they were well, you got to know them a the bit. Yeah. You know, four and a half That's hours awesome. of golf. Yeah. And now we had this group hug or whatever. Because yeah. you just shared something kind of magical together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah the young fellow, the, the son, well, he was like 35 or 40. So it wasn't, the, oh, he was young. Um, he could really hit the ball or whatever. So, yeah, I think I, I know he broke 100, but I can't remember exactly what my score was. Um, um, you know, I, I've been fortunate. I've got to play a lot of really – I got to play Pebble Beach. I played Kapalua. Um, played, yeah, a number of really good courses mm-hmm. in Arizona that I really like. I love Arizona golf. I love uh, desert golf or whatever. So um, how was your golf game? You went to Oakwood? Yeah, so I, I actually played Oakwood twice in the last five days. I like my round last Thursday a lot better than my round on two Monday. Feet away from a hole in one, folks. Yes, <laughs> which I made, two the, foot putter. I made the putt. Well, I said to Steve, all right, then my putt was, was more clutch than I thought then if it wasn't just a two-footer. Uh, it was a perfect tee shot, too. 100 and, 168-yard downwind 
the fifth, nice. sixth hole at Oakwood. Please I, tell me it wasn't with a driver. Though. No, it was an eight iron. I'm just kidding. I crushed an eight iron. Just beautiful. Eight iron, 168. Two and, two and a half feet. Yeah, downwind. Feet. And it was kind of. still freezing the forces. <laughs> How long is your putter? Uh, you know what? Next podcast, I'm bringing my putter in and a tape measure. We're going to measure to see exactly. Well, most putters are like about four feet long. Yeah, no, I don't have. Uh, I don't have one of those belly putters. No, 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 no. no, 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 no just a regular average yeah. putter is going to be. Well, maybe three and a half feet. Three and a half feet, folks. <laughs> we're settling on that. Uh, so, but it was nice because I played. So last week when I played. Um, not that I don't enjoy golfing with my son, but of course the rules last week was household only for golf. Right. And I know a lot of people, I mean, if you don't live with somebody that you golf with, or if you don't live with a golfer, like a lot of yeah, people were just playing own. golf by themselves. Yeah, I saw two balls and stuff. Yeah. Right. Saw that lot. Yeah. Uh, but so when we went on uh, Monday, uh, I golfed with my son, my dad, my brother, uh, and then we had a, that was our foursome. And then we had a threesome behind us, which was my uncle oh my God, and two cousins. Sevensome. Yeah. Well, we didn't, we, we did keep our separate ways and we played in a crisp, like three hours and 50 minutes. All right. Um, the, I told you the, so a couple things, uh, black bear was spotted on the 11th yeah. hole. A lot of bears out and you saw there's them. a lot of bears this year. There is. And there's also a lot of ticks because I picked two off me. My son had like five, wow. including one he found yesterday, like the day after still on there's him. There's ticks in the fairway. Well, I may not have been in the fairway <laughs> as much as I would have liked. Um, but yeah, these best way to stay away from the ticks and bears, folks. Keep it on the short stuff. That's true. You sent me a picture of a tick nest a bit ago, right? Do you remember that picture? No. Didn't, didn't you show me a picture of a of a tick nest? I that thought was not me. Oh, I thought you did. Maybe I did. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. It was just like a mound of black, right? Like Somebody millions saw it in of Charleswood them. Forest, right? Cinnabon Forest. Oh, yeah. and so. I'll say this to you. So I got a bit of a sunburn as well, but and I have I can't stop itching. I've felt like I've had ticks on me the last two days. Wow. Because I'm it's it, the Pfizer shot. Yeah, it could be. I <laughs> know uh, this was even pre-Pfizer shot. Oh, yeah. Um because once you find a did tick you get or Pfizer two. Yesterday? I did, yeah. yeah. Uh once you find a tick or two, then you start to convince yourself that maybe there's more and you just can't Yeah, it's a weird feeling. Yeah. yeah. But uh no, the round of golf uh, was I, great. I'm it was not in favor of bugs personally. You just like you to know get. That there's no bugs on the west coast, really. You can leave your yeah. windows open, no screens or whatever. Like, so, so and, this... and so, how do you attract NHL hockey players <laughs> to a city with all these bugs, Mike? I mean, right. seriously. You think? I mean, give Kevin Day off a break, okay? <laughs> that could be a new saying. What's bugging Kevin Day off? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, folks, we're back for the overtime period of our Jet Setra podcast. We basically talked a little bit about vacation in the third period there. Mike, you're on vacay right now, playing a little golf. What else are you doing? So, uh, yeah, the the new uh, measures in Manitoba, I've made the most of them. So they came into place on Saturday. So They have I, not changed my life one bit. Oh, see, this I was thinking that as I was driving over here because I knew you'd say that. I don't that. see anybody. They, yeah, so <laughs> Saturday night, uh, my wife and our two kids, uh, we went and visited my mom and dad in their backyard, which nice. would have been illegal up until Saturday. Right. Um, so we went and did that. Sunday, we went to my aunt and uncles who have a beautiful backyard pool. I've been swimming in it since I was a little kid. So we had our first swim of the year on Saturday. Uh, it was just my wife and I and my aunt and uncle. So again, within the five-person uh, limit. 
Uh, Monday, I mentioned we went golfing uh, with multiple family members in, in two groups. Um, tonight, we're having a backyard uh, sushi dinner with uh, my cousin and, and her husband in their backyard. And so it'll be the four of us. Magic sushi? Uh no, Sushi Daruma. Oh, yeah, you like that. We Daruma, love, yeah. they have the, these yeah, platters, yeah. Yeah, $50 right, yeah. plat. Oh, yeah. so good on, on Henderson. So, um, so yeah, been able to kind of, and went for a couple long uh, long hikes and walks and runs. Uh, so got lots of sun, a little too much sun. My, my skin is, is flaking off it's here. It's the ticks. Uh, between, yeah, it's the ticks. And you no, know, between well, the. You got one on you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, and of course, I got Keep my. Your ticks out of my office. Is there, don't leave any on that couch I'll, over there. We'll, we may have to fumigate. Yep. Uh, and I got my second vaccination yesterday. So, so far, yeah, we're only Wednesday. It's been a pretty productive, uh, you know, round of golf, couple swims, uh, some family visiting, uh, and a vaccination, uh, and a good dinner tonight. It's been a, it's been a good break good so far. You. You yeah. like a, it's good for you, Mike. I'm glad you got a nice... I, I, I'm, I'm planning the last week of mm-hmm. June off. You are going to have that week off as well, but <clears> now you're going to go to the Stanley Cup final instead. Twist um, my rubber arm. I've been making, yeah. So I've been making a list of things that I want to get done or I'd like to do. Right. I have a little list there. It's called Vacay, June 26th to July 4th. One of the things on July 4th, I will be getting my second shot Beauty. in the evening, right before I come back to work on the Monday. Um, but I have, I have, oh, hold, just hold the phone. Hold the phone here. I have one thing scheduled on the Monday, whatever the date is. I have, First, I'm going to try to have a, a workout with Richard Burr. Yeah. Um, but secondly. Shout out to Richard Burr. It says, hit some golf balls. What? Woo. Yeah, I'm going to go hit some golf balls, Mike. So are we going to play around maybe, maybe. this year? That would yeah, be we'll fun. I'll hit the golf balls. Oh, you, well, you, you, it's a low bar for to like beat me on a golf I don't, course. I'm so. not going to beat anybody. The only person <laughs> I play is against myself. Yeah. I was happy you asked about my golf game. So I mentioned this, I think, before that. It comes a time in your life where you realize you've created a bit of a monster. In my case, my 19-year-old son, who this year uh, beat me on a golf course for the first time, and then he's now done it a couple more times. I was quite happy he beat me on Monday, but I beat him last Thursday. So I was happy to see that I still at least have it in me once in a while to best my son on a golf course. Did he have a bad day, though? That doesn't really count if Uh, he had a bad day. I'd say... I'd say he played about what he expected. I okay, just had, so a good you had a good day. I had a good day. Yeah. All right. Okay. So see that that's the thing. So <clears throat> yeah. So it's been I, I I've lost track as to how long it's been since I played, but I'm going to say four or five years. Right. Um, some folks know I used to play a lot. I was a member at Niagara, and you were a pretty good player. I, I had a handicap at one point of seven. Um, which means that I was shooting some games in the seventies, yeah, high seventies, and on a you know on a legitimate golf course. Nack was a legitimate golf course, yeah. tight as heck, and so um, yeah, I could hit it. I, I mean, my game was really drive wedge. I could hit the driver pretty well, hit the wedges pretty well, and then I could putt okay. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I'm just gonna go. I'll probably take. I would probably go to the driving range with. Oh, two irons and maybe the driver. But I'm not even sure I'd take the driver. I would probably just go with a couple, probably like a 50-degree wedge and an 8-iron. Yeah. And just see how I hit those. Because it's really all about, if if I can hit an 8-iron, the proper with the proper technique. Then you can hit any I can hit anything, yeah. Like this sounds the same swing, right? like, like, 
so much now, Steve, with you. This sounds like great playbook fodder for yeah, you. Yeah, for which, sure. Yes, which is why I figure you're probably doing it. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, I'm just looking for some stuff to do on Good. my vacation. I like it. ride my bike. I mean, obviously, I'll, I'll, do, I'll go for some Are bike you worried and... at all that you're going to get the bug? Like you're going to, not, not no, the tech, no, no. but you're going to leave there and think, my God, have I missed this? And no, you don't think that'll happen? No, I don't think so. I mean, I... I I, I think the hiatus away from the game has been good. I yeah. was really, I mean, I was obsessed with it. I played a lot. Right. I practiced more than I played, frankly. I think, and here's a tip, folks. I often hear people say, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll play, if I, if I can play a little bit more, I'll, I'll, get, I'll better. get better. Wrong. That is not how you get better at golf. The way you get better at golf is to practice at golf. Okay, so it's practice. And right. it's not practicing just hitting the driver. No. It's practicing sand trap shots. It's practicing, here's something that nobody practices, putting. Like that's right. this club that you use more than any other club it, it in your is, bag. Yeah, 30, and nobody practices 30 strokes it. a game. And you're right. Other than maybe if you have five minutes before uh, your tee time. Practice. No, you just, <laughs> right. But you're right. So I, w- I practiced lots and I took lessons and I had instruction and I learned how to play golf properly. I learned how to hit the ball properly, or, you know, like to compress the ball. And yeah. All of that. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so I, and I practiced and I loved to practice. And it was something about practicing. Uh, I would just love to go and practice, you know, and then playing was kind of like, eh, whatever. Right? So if, if there are golfers listening to this podcast and you're looking for a way to not break the bank and get a nice round in, and this is not a paid sponsorship, but Oakwood Golf Course, which is out Highway 1 just past uh, Steinbeck. Yeah, nice it is, and yeah. they have a deal, uh, Steve, where you can play any day, any weekday after 3 p.m. It's 20 bucks. Oh. 20 bucks for 18 nice. holes, which is a pretty good deal considering... No cart or anything. Just no, you, you can add a cart. I think a shared cart is another 20. Well, but I, what, uh, what got me thinking about it is like I was right out riding my bike the other day, as I tend to do on Sunday, and I was going down a road. I found a new road. You know how there's this open roads thing or yep. whatever, open streets or whatever. So there's, the, uh, and it's very controversial, but yes. whatever. We won't get into that. No. That's a whole podcast in itself. We should do a biking podcast. <laughs> but anyway, so I found this road called Edgerton. It's back in old St. Vitale. And I guess I'd been there as a kid. I grew up in St. Vitale as a kid. But it was a beautiful little bike ride. And it took me, it took right to the end of the Edgerton was this cut through that went right along Windsor Park Golf Course, mm-hmm. right? And the Windsor Park Golf Course is where I played as a teenager. Like when it's I a first, city-owned course, right? It is. Yeah. It's a municipal course. And it's a pretty little, it's along the Seine River. Yep. So there's some really pretty holes. And as a, as, a, as a young teenager or whatever, when I first picked up the sticks or whatever, that's where we would go to play. Uh, because we could basically carry our club, walk yeah. there with our clubs or whatever, right? I didn't have a car when I was 13. Oh, well, once in a while I would take the parent's car, but <laughs> don't tell. Grandma caught me doing that one time. I was a hellion Mike. So, but anyways, I, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to go hit some balls. Yeah. Nice. Well, I thought I'd have a day of work out at Richard Burr and then hit some golf balls. And out. we're going to take the next couple of weeks off this podcast. We uh, are, right. So we will. Because producer, Jen Zerati, is on vacation. Right. With, uh, but when we come back, I guess, Jen will be back. You'll be back from your holidays. Yeah. So it'll be July the um, something. July the 4th is Sunday. 
Monday, so Tuesday, Wednesday, July the 7th, folks. Right, which might be, uh, I might be still at the Stanley Cup then, depending on what the schedule is. That could be the tail end of the Cup, so we should How have... How would we do that? We'd do it remotely. Well, yeah, we'll do it over the phone, uh, old school uh, ways, for sure. All right, well, um, wish me luck on the at the driving range. Yeah, for make, sure. And if I hit it decently... Then we'll get well, out for a round. You. Absolutely. All right, folks, enjoy the uh, enjoy the break from us. For sure, yeah. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.